slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today as we talk all things New York Islanders. We have a full preview of tonight's game against the Capitals at the Nassau Coliseum, plus a look at one of the Islanders' most frequently mentioned targets at the trade deadline. We'll talk about whether or not this big-time name would be a good fit on the island. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We uh, have a lot going on right now. Big game tonight, Islanders and Capitals. Isles back home, still trying to figure a lot of things out, but a win here gets the Islanders back even with Washington and uh really sets them up to battle for first place. A loss here, and the distance between first place and the Islanders starts to widen, and that is certainly not something the Islanders really want to have happen. You throw Pittsburgh into the mix, and it's going to be an intriguing race. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day as well, and a whole lot of other things that we're going to talk about on today's show. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you got a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send the show an email. You can reach us at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave us your name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I also do live tweet during nearly every Islanders game, so join me during the game for instant insight and analysis. So, believe it or not, we've reached April already, and The trade deadline is rapidly approaching. We've talked about the sense of urgency that the Islanders have when you're plugging in Leo Komarov and Michael Dalcol onto your top line. You know that that's not something that's going to work over the long haul. And the Islanders need to upgrade their top six forwards. They needed to add scoring even before Anders Lee went down with his season-ending injury. But now it becomes... Uh, a necessity, an urgent necessity. And Bet Online uh, put out odds on where one particular player who is supposedly available at the trade deadline, uh, I'll mention his name, Taylor Hall, uh, is going to end up. And the Islanders were the favorites at 5-4. to four. And I can't say that that was a shock. It was the Islanders at 5-4, to four, 
Toronto 3 to 1, Florida 9 to 2, Colorado 5 to 1, Boston 6 to 1, Edmonton 15 to 2. Those were the odds from Bet Online uh, as far as where Taylor Hall will be going at the trade deadline. And, you know, there are pros and cons to adding Taylor Hall to the mix for the Islanders. You look at the numbers over the course of this season, they're not great. Two goals, 18 points in 34 games with the Buffalo Sabres. Now, no doubt, it has got to be difficult for Hall and his teammates in Buffalo going through such a difficult season to get your enthusiasm up and to be ready mentally to play every game. Uh, It's got to be a drag because you know you're not going anywhere this year and every game is a struggle. However, the Islanders also, you know, have to look at the numbers and realistically, Hall's best season happened in 2017-2018 when he was with the Devils. 39 goals, 93 points for Hall that year. Nearly a 40-goal scorer, but by far his most productive season, and the Devils did make the playoffs that year. But since then, it's been a rockier road for Taylor Hall. And he followed that up with an 11-goal, 37-point season, obviously only in 33 games, so still more than a point a game, but injuries shortening that season. Then, last year, 65 games between the Devils and the Coyotes, 16 goals and 52 points, so less than a point a game, and the numbers really falling off. We know what the numbers are this year, so... It's been, you know, three years, really, since Hall was at the top of his game. There is no question that Hall has the offensive skills that the Islanders need. And, look, he is still relatively young. He is 29 years old, won't be 30 until November. And he can give you you know, more than just this season if you're willing to pay him to do that. He's a former first overall draft pick, uh, had more than 20 goals in his rookie year, and, you know, seven 20-plus goal seasons altogether. Probably would have hit it for an eighth time last year if you go to a full 82-game schedule, but obviously we did not. Uh, So the question is, you know, Is it a good idea to try to get Taylor Hall? Here are the advantages. Number one, no doubt, he is a top six forward. He fills in uh, for the Islanders. He's got the speed. He can keep up with Matthew Barzal, at least enough to play effectively with him, you would think. Uh, And he's got the skills. He's got a great heavy shot, fast release, good burst. Uh, sees the ice well. If you're reading a scouting report on Taylor Hall, you have all of that. You know, he can make those plays that just sort of take your breath away, and there aren't too many players on this Islander roster who who do that. And nobody has questioned Taylor Hall's enthusiasm for the game and his uh, work ethic. You know, nobody has ever said that 
you know, Taylor Hall is lazy or uh, doesn't put in the time or the effort, that, that's never been an issue. But what has been an issue is, and this is why you get a little weary, or wary of it, rather, Taylor Hall is not the greatest defensive player out there. And the Islanders need someone who is at least willing to back check, to play well in their own zone, to fit into the Barry Trot system. Is Taylor Hall that guy? Maybe. But he would have to change his game just a little bit in order to fit into that situation. And we'll see whether or not that is something that the Islanders are willing to, to take a chance on and whether Hall is willing to commit to. I think he'll commit to it. How effective he'll be at it remains to be seen. We've got a lot more to talk about still to come on the show. We'll have a full preview of tonight's game against the Caps. Big game indeed. Plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Now, the football season may be over, but the NBA and NHL are in full swing. We got the Final Four coming up for both the men and the women in college basketball. And, of course, we have now reached opening day of the baseball season, so lots of sports action to bet on. And Bet Online even covers other things like awards, TV shows, and reality television. You can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So if you put $100 into your account, they'll give you $50 more absolutely free. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It has an, It's an amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber protein bar, and it has amazing flavors, and all of them are covered in 100% chocolate. Now, we are in the process of finding out which Built Bar is the best. Yes, it is Built Bar Madness, and we are up to the final round. The Flavorful Four has been settled, and now it's the championship round. And I tell you, it's a tough call, but Cookie Dough Chunk beat my favorite flavor, Cookies and Cream, in the Flavorful Four, and therefore I have to stick with Cookie Dough Chunk, and they are going to be my pick to win the championship, but really it's up to you. Go to BuiltBar.com or head over to Twitter at Built underscore Bar to place your vote and help determine which Built Bar is the best. And remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won the championship and who will be the best tasting protein bar ever. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get podcasts. 
So here we are, trade deadline just a couple of weeks away. And I guess, you know, we've talked about Taylor Hall and a lot of people think he would be a good fit for the Islanders. I wanted to talk about another possible player who might be a good fit on the island and who I think might be a more reasonable fit even than Taylor Hall. And to me, that player is the Devils' Kyle Palmieri. Now, here's the thing to me. Palmieri is having a better season this year than Taylor Hall. They're roughly the same age. I will give Palmieri a, a couple of brownie points for being a Long Island native, which I think just adds a little bit to the equation. He's from Smithtown, and that really does sort of... Uh, in my mind, give him a little bit of an edge for Islander fans, but you shouldn't let that cloud your judgment when determining, uh, you know, whether or not he's the guy you want to sign. Palmieri doesn't have the size that Taylor Hall has, but he has been a more consistently productive player. His top offensive season came back in 2015-2016 when he topped 30 goals, but he's topped 20 goals every year since then, 26 in 2016-17, 24 the following year, 27 in 2018-19, and last year, during an abbreviated season, only 65 games, 25 goals. This year, not off to as good a start as you would like, 8 goals, 17 points in 33 games, so, you know, the Devils aren't going anywhere, like Hall, because they're within the East Division. It wouldn't require uh, the Islanders to quarantine Palmieri, because within the division, he could join the team more or less right away. They'll probably have to give him a COVID test, but again, doesn't have to wait two weeks before hitting the ice for the Islanders. No question about Palmieri's talent. He knows the division. Uh, the thing about Palmieri is his lack of size. He's listed at 5'11", 185, and is not as dedicated also to coming back to his own zone as certainly Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz would like him to be. And it's the physical uh, aspect of the game that may be a bit of an issue for Kyle Palmieri. Now, he adds leadership, probably a little bit more uh, emotional leadership than Hall would add, and I think that Palmieri would fit in just fine on this Islanders roster, would certainly be a top six forward, but would also, unlike Hall, be able to, you know, head down to that third line if necessary. He certainly will give you some penalty kill. He will give you uh, certainly some time on the power play as well. And I think overall, Kyle Palmieri would be less expensive and a good fit for the Islanders. Same age uh, and, and again, a dedicated kind of a player who I think could make an impact on the island. And you know, what, what What do you think? That is uh, the key question. Do you think that either Taylor Hall or Kyle Palmieri would be good fits on the Islanders? Send a tweet, send an email, let me know what you think, and uh, 
it'll it'll be interesting to see where the Islanders go. But I'll tell you this again, with the team struggling to overcome slow starts, they don't have the firepower to keep this up against good teams. So before the playoffs start, the Islanders have to have this spot figured out. And with the trade deadline rapidly approaching, Lou Lamorello has to start getting things in order and adding those pieces that he really wants to add before the playoffs get underway. And the sooner he makes that trade, the more time this player has to integrate into the lineup, get comfortable playing the Barry Trotz system, and really, you know, make himself a part of this hockey team. So hopefully, hopefully, the uh, Islanders will be making a deal soon, and we will continue to bring you all the latest on possible trades and the actual trades when they happen as we get closer to the trade deadline. All right, we've got more to come. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we have got a full preview of tonight's big game against the Capitals. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counter person orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home, and in your pocket. Now, rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, and you can choose for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even a new carpet. And whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Spock, so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Islander fans, be a waiver wire winner with daily fantasy hockey advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty, and DFS leagues. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Okay, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're going all the way back to the early days of the franchise for this one and uh, wishing a happy birthday to former Islanders center Tom Miller. Miller joining the team during their inaugural season of 1972-73, stayed with the Isles through the 74-75 season, uh, had only played in the NHL a little bit before that, 29 games with the Red Wings, and um, also spent a year at the University of Denver. But really, Tom Miller, an original Islander, now he would be turning... uh, 74 years old today. Unfortunately, he passed away from cancer a few years back. But Miller, uh, really a hard-working center who got a chance 
to play regularly in the NHL with the addition of new teams like the Islanders and the then Atlanta Flames. Uh, that sort of gave him a, a chance to get regular duty in the NHL, and he took advantage of it for a couple of seasons before the Islanders' talent level increased, and eventually he no longer had a regular spot in the lineup. We're going to look back at one of his better games with the Islanders and one of the Islanders' uh, memorable games from their first season, October 28th, 1972 at the Nassau Coliseum, the Chicago Blackhawks in town, 11,426 fans in attendance, Hall of Famer Tony Esposito, the goalie for the Blackhawks, Jerry Desjardins in the net for the New York Islanders, and it was Tom Miller getting the Isles on the board first, his first of the season, second career goal, Brian Spinner, Spencer, and Ed Westfall with the assist at 102. Then Dave Hudson gets a power play goal later on in that first period. Germain Gagnon and Eddie Westfall with the helpers. Islanders led 2-0, but a goal by Cliff Carl with assists from Stan Makita and Chico Mackey made it a 2-1 game after one period. In the second period, it was all Blackhawks. Jim Pappen, his fourth from Pitt Martin. That was a shorty. Then Pitt Martin, his fifth, from Jim Pappen and Dennis Hull late in the period. And all of a sudden, it's a 3-2 lead for Chicago. Stan Makita scores a power play goal in the final minute of the second period with Cliff Carl and Chico Mackey getting the helpers. And the Islanders were down 4-2 after 40 minutes. But in the third, Tom Miller strikes again his second of the year, second of the game, Ed Westfall and Bill Mickelson get the assists at the 53-second mark. And then Brian Lavender gets his first goal as an Islander. Terry Crisp and Craig Cameron with the assists. The game ends in a 4-4 tie. There was no overtime back then. But the Islanders, in their young history, this is still their first month of regular season play, earn a point against an original six-team for the first time, as for Tom Miller, two goals in this one, and he got that on three shots. Eddie Westfall, three assists to help pace that Islanders attack, and the Islanders basically outshooting Toronto 32-29, to Desjardins essentially making 25 saves to get the tie, but a two-goal performance from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Tom Miller who would have been 74 yesterday, and we certainly wish that his memory should always be for a blessing. Islanders tonight hosting the Washington Capitals. Big game. Don't even have to, uh, you know, spell that out. Capitals right now just two points ahead of the Islanders and the Penguins, and they still have one game in hand. And special teams are a big thing for this Washington club. They are 8th on the power play, 10th on the penalty kill, so top 10 in both areas of special teams. The big thing about the Caps, they put the puck in the net. They are 3rd in the league in that department. Goaltending, a little bit more of a question mark, but Ilya Samsonov is back, and that has helped their bottom line. And they still have 
Alex Ovechkin, John Carlson, Nicholas Backstrom, so many of those names that we know only too well. And if you look at the line combinations for this team, uh, you know, a lot of familiar names, but at the end of the day, uh, the Islanders are going to have to figure out a way to get past this talented team. And we talk a lot about Ovechkin and how he likes to set up and uh, how badly he has been known to hurt the Islanders. But it's, I think, more guys like TJ Oshie uh, and Tom Wilson who play a more physical style that give this Islanders team fits when they get together. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, to me, Ross Johnston would be more useful in a game like this than he would have been in the game against Pittsburgh. We'll see what the Islanders do as far as the lineup is concerned. Top line right now, Kuznetsov with Ovechkin and Oshie on his wings. Nicholas Backstrom moving back to the second line. His wingers are Connor Sheary and Tom Wilson. Lars, Lars Eller, a solid third line pivot with Jacob Verana and Daniel Sprong on either side of him. And the fourth line is Nick Dowd, Carl Haglin, and Garnett Hathaway. Haglin certainly adds a nice speed element to that fourth line, and that's something that the Islanders will have to contend with. The top defense pairing, Brendan Dillon and John Carlson. Carlson very dangerous with the puck, especially on the power play. Dmitry Orlov and Justin Schultz are a solid second pairing. And the third pair, Big Z, Zdeno Chara, and Nick Jensen. So here it is, a game the Islanders really need to win, and it'll be a challenge for them to get this Capitals team, beat them, and really get things a lot tighter in the East Division. Capitals coming off a 5-2 to two loss to the New York Rangers, which took place on Tuesday night, and that ended a three-game winning streak for the Capitals. And the Islanders will play them again five days after this. So these two games, both at the Coliseum, very important games for the New York Islanders. Hopefully they can overcome the slow starts that have plagued them in recent games and get something going We'll see how this one plays out. We'll be back tomorrow to break it all down for you and preview this weekend's games. We'll have all that and a whole lot more, so join us then. Until then, have a great day, everybody, and of course, let's go Islanders!